there left and they took him to Egypt. And even though Jeremiah told them, you are supposed to stay, do not leave. And they took him and more or less took him captive and took him with them uh, to Egypt. And, and I believe it was there that they say that Jeremiah uh, died was while he was in Egypt. But uh, Obadiah then was also prophesying and telling them, and, and, uh, but uh, Jeremiah's was much later than, the, than uh, the judgments that Obadiah was giving. Uh, here could have actually been almost 300 years before that, uh, somewhere around 840 B.C., is when it's thought that Obadiah was giving this to Edom. So in this, we can see the, the wheels of God's mercy is very long-suffering, and, and his grace is very evident over so many years of this, and God extending his grace and extending his mercy, and, and, uh, uh, and how many years it took for him to uh, finally grind them into powder. And you know, this is totally off the, off the, the notes here, but y- you think about the mercy that God showed them. I mean, 840 B.C. is when it's thought that Obadiah gave this prophecy. They were taken into captivity in, in 586 B.C., so not quite 300 years, but close to that. And then they're not completely wiped off the map until somewhere around 70 A.D. So we're, we're talking... 840 years there, or even, you know, 910 years long before God finally wiped them off the map. And when you think of the mercy of God, and you think His grace and His long-suffering, and, and there are those that think that, that our world is too far gone for, for God to really do a miraculous work, I say that's not true at all. I, I believe that God still could bring a revival in our country, and and could bring a revival uh, of his people and, and see a great, uh, wonderful work done uh, in, in our country and in our world. And even as, even as wicked as it is, do you realize it's still not as wicked as what it was during Noah's time? I mean, first of all, even in Abraham's time, when they went into the, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you think about Sodom and Gomorrah, the only righteous people in that entire city was, was Lot and his family, and, and, and they weren't very righteous. And then you think about Noah, and during, uh, you know, bef- before that time, in, in Noah's time, you, you look at that, in the entire world, the only righteous people was Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their wives. I mean, eight people in the entire world. And they, by, based upon their lifespans, based upon children, they're thinking that the population could have been as close then as it is now. I mean, you think about how many millions must have been there at that time and, and the unrighteousness that was going on in the world during that time. So let, let's never sell God short and, and, and let us never think that we're so far gone that God can't do a work. God can do whatever God wants to do, and, and his mercy is long-suffering, and, and far more than we can ever think or imagine. And, and so let's always remember that, and here we, we see this. But we also know that if, if one continues to be disobedient, there comes a day when God says that's enough. And he did that with Edom here. And so that's the vision of Obadiah. Thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom. 
we have heard a rumor from the Lord, and, and a rumor from the Lord is a report from the Lord. It, this is something that, that isn't gossip that we might think of today, or a rumor that could be true or could not be true. We're not sure whether it is or not. This is a report that comes directly from God, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen, and and the ambassador is that messenger that is delivering the very message that God has for him and sin among the heathen. And, and I know we already looked at this a little bit, but the heathen are the, the unbelieving nations, the, uh, the, the nations that were not Jewish nations. And, and so this messenger is going to Edom and these unbelievers and, and, and uh, the nations that weren't a part of the 12 tribes. And, and he says, Arise ye and let us rise up against her in battle. And so now the, the ambassador is sent among the heathen and, and uh, uh, says, Arise ye and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen. Thou art greatly despised. And, and they're insignificant. And we already looked at these things. And the heathen are those nations. And thou art uh, greatly despised and despicable. And, and God, is, God is truly sick of them. And we did go through the first four verses now. I, I do remember that now. And then verse 3, we see the pride, and, and so we see God's messenger. We see uh, Edom's pride condemned now. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee, that thou dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? You know what that reminds me of? I wanted to share that last time, and I didn't. Remember the, when the Titanic sailed? Do you remember the, the statement was made by the captain, I believe it was, that even God can't sink this boat, and on the maiden voyage it sank, and so, you know, and, and here they were, uh, and and remember they uh, in verse four it says, though thou exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith the Lord. Verses three and four tell us where they were dwelling. They were dwelling in what we know of of today of Petra, and so they were in a place that, that uh, was very formidable and, and there was no way that people were going to be able to get in there and hurt them. And so they, they were uh, very secluded in where they were. And so they took great pride in, in all of these things. And, and we see that, that God is condemning that in, in uh, showing them that they needed to trust Him and look to Him. And, but then it goes on further in this condemnation. And, and we see that one of the first things he does is he destroys their economy. Look at it in verse 5 through 7. If thieves came to thee, if robbers by night, how art thou cut off? Would they not have stolen till they had enough? So he said, if there was somebody that was a thief, they're going to come in and they'll ransack everything and they'll take what they want and they're going to leave other things and, and, and uh, leave some things behind. But here the insinuation is that's not the way it's going to happen. When God's judgment comes upon you, the thief's going to come in and take everything away, rob you of everything. And then it says, if the grape gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some grapes? And so the insinuation again that Edom's judgment will leave nothing behind and, and she'll be ransacked and plundered. And how are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? And even those things that they had hidden back in the mountains and in all of their strongholds, God's telling them that you will lose everything. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to get this across to people, and 
and even in my own life to make sure that I practice this all, all the time. But look, God's way is, is the path that we all need to take to have success in this life. And that's it. God's way is the right way. There is no other path that's going to get you to, to, to be successful in God's eyes. There's no way that you're going to have God's blessings upon your life. There's no way that you're going to see the, 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 truly the, the might of God and the power of God upon your life unless you do it God's way. I mean, whether in how we live our lives, we need to walk by the Spirit of God. We need to uh, allow the, the Holy Spirit to guide us through His Word and, and, and dictate to us what we ought to be doing and how we ought to be doing things. And, and so often in our minds, we think that, that we can kind of go our own way and just kind of include God along the way, and it doesn't work that way at all. God must be first place and direct us and guide us in everything that we do. And we need to allow that to be the case. And, and here they, they uh, uh, you know, they, they had gone totally in disagreement of God. And, and, and now we see that because of that, their, their economy is going to go south. And verse 7, all the men of thy confederacy, all, your, all the, the ones that you have made a covenant with and, and alliances that you have made have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee. And prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding in him. Oh, how, how we need to look at that in our own lives. We need to look at that for our own country. And, and understand that, that the only way that we have God's blessings is doing it God's way. And, and we, need to have, we, we need to have churches that are, that are standing up for God's way and, and preaching the gospel and and seeing people saved and, and watching God change their lives and saving their marriages and, and, and saving their families and making the and truly making the entire community stronger by what God is doing in their hearts and their lives. And you know what you find now? You find today that some of the biggest battles that you have are with those that are considered religious. And so I find it I find it to be a sad day when when you get a letter from someone who says that they're a believer, but they're offended because they have come to a couple of the funerals that are here, and I really kind of hope she's listening to this and watching this live stream, uh, uh, this lady that, that sends me this letter and is offended because you have used the funeral to be an evangelistic outreach, and I'm offended by that. And, and I, I'm offended I'm offended that a believer, or they say that they're a believer, are offended if you are giving the gospel to someone. I mean, that, that's where our churches are at today. Well, we can have church, but we just don't need to be preachy, you know? I, 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 what do you want me to do, sit on a bar stool and dialogue? You know, don't think it's going to happen in this lifetime. If it is, I've definitely had too much Alka-Seltzer, Richard. So, you know, and so... But, uh, you know, we, we need to, but that's where we're going to catch the grief. And, and that's what's happening in our country. It's what's happening in our world today. We're, you know, I, I mean, what being, you know, on, that, on the Facebook and seeing some of those, those people that, that were celebrating because they got out of, got out of jail for their faith and, and standing for the gospel. And, and they would mock at us and, and how soft we are and how, how offended we get over such silly things. And, 
And, and, and you know what it leads to? It leads to the, the countries like Edom then that build up all of their power. And, and what does God say? God says, don't put any trust in your horses. Don't trust in any of the chariots. Don't trust in any of the armies. But you need to trust in God and, and how we need to understand that God's the one that has all power. God has the way that we ought to go in the way that we ought to live. And, and by God's grace, we are going to be a church that is that wants to let God use us to change people's lives by preaching the Word of God and by giving the gospel. And if some religious zealot wants to get offended, then she can just put on her happy pants just like she put on her mad pants. I mean, I I find it to be disgusting. She said I'd probably throw her letter away. I kept it just because she said I'd throw it away. As a reminder, as a reminder of why we do what we do. And you can't help the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. But we can still help the living. And the greatest, the greatest comfort that anybody can have is to know that they're going to spend an eternity in heaven. And so, sad day, but, and, and here we, we, uh, we, we see that uh, here, their, their, their confederacy, all the people are turning their backs on them and walking away from them, and their, their economy is destroyed. Why is that? Because usually, along with pride, comes a lot of money, comes a lot of power. If you have no money, you have nothing. And, and here we see that those, those people, you have no money, you have nothing. We, uh, we don't have to have money. God takes care of us. And God will meet our needs. And so we look to that and, and trust in him. But Edom's pride was condemned. And because of that, their economy was destroyed. But then their leaders are destroyed. Look at verses 8 and 9. Shall I not in that day, saith the Lord, even destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of the mount of Esau? And thy mighty men, O Teman, shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the Mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. And I, you see that, and, and you see their wise men, and their ones, the, the ability to, uh, and I think, it's a, I think it's a lot of things. I, I think it's the wise men to be able to help, help to build things and help their economy, but also it's the wise men that, that there are no wise men out there to point them to the right direction and show them that they needed to repent of these things and, and get it right, it's to the point where God said, it's over. And Edom, you're going to be destroyed. And there's no turning back. And so he sets out to destroy them. And they lose all of their leaders, their wise men, and their mighty men. But then we go, and we're going to, there's no way, but verses 10 through 14 we're going to see God's list of Edom's crimes. And then we're also going to see in verses 15 and 16 the judgment on all the enemies of Israel and ultimately enemies of God. And then number five, God's amazing forgiveness and restoration will be verses 17 through 21. So we'll get a little further next week and see where we get to next week. But let us, let us learn from their mistakes, first of all, as an individual. Let us always be humble in our walk with God. Let us always look to do it God's way. And then as a church body, same thing. 
the way we the way we live as a church body, the things that we practice as a church body, the the way we reach into our community and the the way we support world missions and all of those areas of our lives. Let us be a church that is doing it God's way and, and obeying him and we will see God's blessings and it will strengthen our community and it will strengthen our country and God can use that. So let us always look to him and let us be obedient and let us learn from the pride of Edom to not follow their path. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray your blessings upon it. In Jesus' name, amen.